1: Hi, I'm Katie Hendrickson, and you're listening to my podcast, Sound Off. In each episode, I go deep with makers of music that challenge the status quo. In this episode, I talk to groundbreaking composer Missy Mazzoli. She became one of the first women the Metropolitan Opera ever commissioned when they asked her to write for them in 2018. She's also co-founder of Luna Composition Lab, an incubator for female-identifying, non-binary, and gender-nonconforming composers ages 12 to 18. Her own expansive compositions defy so many genres, including pieces written for opera, to string quartet, to chamber symphony. I can't wait for you to experience our conversation and some of her music. We'll be right back after this short break. What did you do as as a young composer like who were your mentors and how did you navigate into the field of composition considering the statistics about composers that are not men?
0: Well, I was very like single-minded and and determined and unhappy. <laughs> and I don't think that you should have to be any of those things. Maybe you have to be determined, but like I just I don't know. I I was like so Music was my like lifeline and and I you know was just gripped by it so young and I was really obsessive. I just kind of stuck with it and I had a great piano teacher when I was when I was a kid and I managed to get into school for composition. I was the only female undergrad at Boston University in the late 90s. And I just sort of like powered through. But I made a vow to myself at that time. I was like, if this works out for me, I'm going to do everything I can to make it easier for the next generation of women. Because I felt that I was just, it just, it's always isolating to be a minority and and to not have other people around you who look like you or share your perspective or your background.
1: The, the use of Vesper comes up a lot in your compositions as titles. I, I'm wondering about where that spark was, like what latched you on to the term Vesper and this continuing spark in, in your compositions?
0: Yeah, I just, I, you know, I just like the word, honestly. But, you know, the, it does, it means the sunset prayer service. So there was just something magical about that. And there's also like a musical history, you know, with Monteverdi and Rachmaninoff. I've, they all wrote Vespers. I think to me, like growing up, religion was, was theater, you know, and that I, again, I did not have access to a lot of culture and one way of accessing that was actually through going to church. I I would like beg my mom to take me to church because it was like going to see a play, you know, you had someone reading to you and then everyone sang and then a soloist sang and then, it was, it was just like the closest thing to theater. So I've always been interested in like the sort of, the structure of religion and religious services, but I'm not a religious person myself. Vespers for a New Dark Age was my version of, a secular version of the Vespers prayer service. That project kind of exploded. And then I wrote a lot of pieces based on that material.
1: I would love to just hear a little bit about maybe the the seeds of how Luna Composition Lab came about, like when you first decided that this was a project you wanted to embark on. I had been thinking
0: about this idea of starting an educational initi- initiative for years, and it really came about because people kept asking me, you know, why aren't there more female composers in, in the scene? I took that question seriously i really thought a lot about it and i also at this point this is like 10 years ago i was teaching a lot in in doing guest lectures all around the country at universities and i noticed something which is that i never saw a freshman class of composers that was 50-50 in terms of its gender split you know it was always like 95% male and there'd be like one young woman who was studying composition and i thought this is really telling that you know so it's something that happens very young. You know th- this that situation told me that it was a problem that started when young women are in their teens. Like there's something about this field that is discouraging them from entering it uh, when they're extremely young. It's a very competitive field that you have to enter early on to have a sort of a, a competitive shot. Um, So I wanted to, so I felt that that was one problem was that like women were not being encouraged to do it when they were young. And the other thing is that they didn't really have role models. You know, there there were very few female professors teaching composition. Very few female composers are being taught in like high school music history classes. They're not being programmed as much. Like, so you don't, you can go through your whole early life as a, as a young composer and never encounter a female composer. And these problems are obviously related. You know, when you don't see a role model, it's very hard to imagine yourself in that role and to confidently pursue that as a career. So Luna Lab really addresses both of these problems, and it's a very simple program. In that, you know, we connect young composers in their teens who are female identifying, non binary, and gender non conforming. Um, we connect them to prominent female composers in the field, and they go through Skype mentorship and then by the end of the year they they have written a piece with their mentor and then they come to New York for a week of activities, master classes, rehearsals, workshops, concerts and then it culminates in a concert of their works here in New York. It's really astonishing what the the power of mentorship and what and how it can change your life to have even one person who's like, who sees you and who is like looking out for you and who you can write to with questions. And so Ellen Reed and I, I should have mentioned first thing is that I I co-founded this program with the composer Ellen Reed, who is amazing. And she's one of my best friends and she just won the Pulitzer prize. So it's amazing. So, and she, we both in talking about this felt that, you know, like we really wish we had had that growing up, even just one person to talk to about this. And I think that, people don't realize that young women in this field often have no one to talk to they don't have anyone who looks like them and it, who's who's you know can be a role model or a peer and it's very it can be very isolating
1: and you mentioned music being your lifeline can, can you maybe elaborate on that? Like what, what specifically, like what, how did you engage with music at an early age? And how did it become your lifeline? And wh- why?
0: Well, I mean, I, did, I grew up in this, a small town in Pennsylvania, and I did not have a lot of access to culture. And but I loved it. So like the little bit that I was able to access through just you know, my piano lessons or the radio or like occasionally going to see the Philadelphia Orchestra. Like I just clung to those experiences, like with a death grip, (laughs) porthole to another world, a bigger world. And I loved it. And I think that, you know, like I, I that when I, as a as a kid I had all these like diverse interests you know I was interested in, in painting and literature and theater and poetry and and all these things and I would write plays for my friends and I I knew I needed to find something that allowed me to access all of those things at once and as a composer I get to do that you know like I, I'm writing operas now and so I'm I'm collaborating with set designers and playwrights and librettists and and directors and I feel like I'm engaged with the world and composition was my way into the world.
1: I'd love to just hear you speak to jumping in and 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 starting a composition and maybe what what does that feel like
0: oh my god well it's so terrifying and I I really mean that I'm not exaggerating like I think that there's nothing scarier than the blank page and this is an experience that like every I feel like every writer painter musician has uh it never gets easier (laughs) but it's that's like sort of offset by the joy of actually making something with the, with the shape like with the form and bringing something to life that did not exist before you know so again that, that's also a sort of generic way of putting it but every day that I sit down like my, my favorite part of composing is not necessarily the performing or the performance having like an opera performed I mean that's wonderful but it's not my favorite part my favorite part is just like sitting alone in my room and giving shape to something that had no shape before So often, like, I think it's, I just start with the simplest possible idea. Like, I'll just come up with one chord and then I'll really look at it. And, like, that one chord or that one melody or even, like, one note will influence, like, you know, can influence minute after minute of of music.
1: Do you think we all benefit from having more of these voices in, inserted into the Sh- Chicago Symphony or Berlin Philharmonic season?
0: People want to see themselves reflected in art. People want to see feel like art is speaking to them. And I think that a part of that is a big part of that is having a diversity of creative voices behind these works. A lot of orchestras, opera companies, they all complain about dwindling numbers in their audience. Um, And then they program a really homogenous season in terms of like who the composers are and who the creative voices are. And they don't see the connection between the two. Like if people saw themselves reflected in the work itself, then, you know, maybe people would have more excitement about this, this kind of music.
1: That's Missy Mazzoli, co-founder of Luna Composition Lab, a program dedicated to female-identifying non-binary and gender non-conforming composers ages 12 through 18. Composers accepted into Luna Composition Lab receive nine months of mentorship with a prominent composer in the field, and the program culminates in an April festival in which their works are performed at Kaufman Music Center in New York City. The program is now accepting applicants through September 15th. You can apply at the Kaufman Music Center website, KaufmanMusicCenter.org. They have a page for Luna Lab. Missy Mazzoli herself has a ton of recordings out, including her new opera, Power Up, which we heard from in today's episode. It came out on Pentatone in August. I'm Katie Hendrickson. You've been listening to my podcast, Sound Off which explores creativity at the intersection of art, music, and literature, and digs into what that work and the people making it tell us about art and life in the 21st century. As a seasoned cultural journalist who loves writing about books, art, and culture, I have a lot of thoughts. You can join my Substack newsletter companion to sound off with handpicked essays, Extras and playlists that don't make it into the podcast. Become a subscriber at soundoff.substack.com. Soundoff is a production of the Critical Frequency Podcast Network. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next time, please continue resonating with that great force of music.